America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal. You are now listening to The Royal Treatment on America Matters Media. We're here every week to answer your health questions. And before we start, we'd like to thank our sponsors. We have two sponsors the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, where I work here in Las Vegas, as well as the First Nation Medical Board. Both these entities are under the Crow Tribe of Indians in their jurisdiction. We thank them for their support. Now, if you have a question and you would like us to give you some free medical advice, possibly even discuss it here on the air, of course, anonymously, you can email me directly at droyal at thbclinic.com. Dot com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic.com, or call us directly at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Well, today we have a very interesting and a very well-educated guest. His name is Dr. Robert Rowan. Dr. Robert Rowan is actually an expert in the use of ozone therapy in the clinical practice for patients, but he also trains physicians in the U.S. and around the world. In fact, he has some international experience. Perhaps he'll share that with us today. We're going to talk about how to use ozone in the clinical practice and things you can do, hopefully, at home to improve your health and well-being with ozone. The reason we want to do this is because our purpose today is to help empower you, the listeners, with things you can do to optimize your health and well-being. And remember, If you only learn one new thing on our program today, then your time with us has been well spent. Dr. Rowan, I'd like to introduce you to the program, and maybe you could fill in some of the details about the things that I missed about who you are and your background, (laughs) because, well, it's extensive, and I'll let you decide what's most important for us to hear. Thank you. um, I'm an integrative physician. You know that. And politically, I guess my claim to fame, I'm affectionately called the father of medical freedom. In 1990, I got North America's first law passed protecting alternative medicine in Alaska. And that led to your state and homeopathic and other states. And I served, I was appointed to a term on the Alaska State Medical Board uh, after Governor Hickel got elected. And I've been involved in medical freedom issues and I got involved in ozone in 1986 and after i got my first ozone machine and did my first treatment my life has never been the same that changed my professional life from the that moment very interesting yeah we did some medical freedom here in the state of nevada that was back in 1983 i believe and the homeopathic board was founded or established my family moved here in about 1980 so that my father could start the first 
what they call preventive medical clinic in the United States. So you and I are cut from the same cloth. We come from the yeah. alternative medical background because our interest and focus is on helping patients to optimize their health and well-being, where, as you well know, the current healthcare system is built around disease management and sick care. It's exactly what I call it, disease maintenance. And I call it the sickness um, system and that we're being farmed, P-H-A-R-M-E-D, for profit. And that's what it comes down to. And uh, ozone changed my life, as I said. For, for your viewer, they should know that I am conventionally trained. I went to UC San Francisco uh, Medical School. I was board certified in family medicine and emergency medicine, both, and recertified, but I let it go because I just, all you do is learn how to give people chemicals. And I just decided it wasn't worth my time to keep it up. I have been busy in an integrative medical practice. I had spent 22 years in Alaska. And then when I married my wife, Terry Sue, I moved down and joined her in California. And the primary thrust of our office these days is ozone for all kinds of things. I do pain, uh, ozone injections for joints, I treat Lyme disease. We offer supportive cancer care. I said supportive cancer care. Uh, immune modulation. Uh, I have published many articles on ozone now, probably the most important of which was when I recruited a friend of mine to go to Sierra Leone in 2014 for Ebola. And despite the best efforts of the government and pharma, our group was able to get the five Ebola patients despite their obstruction. All five of them responded virtually instantly. No Ebola sequela. 70% uh, of Ebola survivors had sequela. And <clears throat> the odds of five out of five total remissions with no sequela would be about less than 1% happening by chance. And I got this published in the African Journal of Infectious Diseases because the mainstream journals were not interested in it. Uh, unbelievable. And um, yeah. No, it is unbelievable. And that's a real life story. And I thank you for sharing that with us. We'll talk about that a little more in detail. The fact that you're able to get something published at all anywhere with medical alternatives is a modern day miracle. But the fact that you had 100% success is phenomenal. Uh, Big Pharma is thrilled if they can get a 33% success or do no better than placebo and they push the drugs on us anyway. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment and I'm here today with Dr. Robert Rowan, a commissioned trained MD who practices alternative medicine just like me. We're going to take a short break but when we come back we'll continue our discussion so please stay with us. back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal with the Royal Treatment. And we are talking today with Dr. Robert Rowan. We're talking about ozone and all things related to ozone. A fascinating subject because ozone has been around for 
well, a very long time, quite frankly, which means that it is relatively safe and can be used for medical purposes. Many people use ozone to purify their water. They use it for drinking water. You can use it for other purposes to increase the oxygenation of your body, but I'll let Dr. Rowan tell you more about that. So before the break, we were talking about the work you had done in Africa, which you had published in treating successfully five Ebola patients with ozone. Dr. Rowan. Thank you. Well, let's talk about why ozone might work for Ebola, because that translates directly to COVID, and it translates to all kinds of infections. Ozone has several mechanisms of action. It's O3. In the room right around now, I'm breathing O2. Mm -hmm. O2 is not that reactive. If it was, my room would burn up. You can mix oxygen with gasoline, and it doesn't explode. You need a spark. You need a source of ignition. Ozone actually has that spark, that source of ignition. It's activated oxygen. It's O3. When you treat a person with ozone, you get a cascade of effects. The O3 reacts instantly with unsaturated fatty acids in the blood and electron-rich amino acids. And it creates a downstream uh, metabolites called ozonides. And these ozonides have very long-term effects. They can last days and weeks. Amongst them are ozone will improve red blood cell flexibility, meaning that red cell, which has a larger diameter than the capillary, can squeeze through the capillary easier to deliver its oxygen payload. Ozone increases 2,3-DGP in the red cell, which enables hemoglobin to dump its oxygen cargo. If the red cell doesn't let go of its oxygen, it doesn't do you any good if you're saturated. It's got to release it. Ozone has been shown to increase the arterial venous difference. That's this, meaning this much oxygen gets released normally after ozone, this much oxygen gets released and burned. That can only happen in the mitochondria. So we know that we're getting an uptick in mitochondrial energy production. All these things deal with oxygen that I just reported, and oxygen is the fundamental of healing. Since my first ozone treatment, I have considered myself an oxygen physician. It's the bottom line to all healing. Ozone modulates the immune system. It's been shown so that if you have inflammatory cytokines like this that are out of balance, it brings it back into balance. If it's under like this, ozone will modulate it and bring it back into balance. Additionally, which is what really led me to go to Ebola land, is that ozone has an affinity for the amino acid cysteine, C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E. It's a sulfur-bearing amino acid. It also has a high affinity for the amino acid tryptophan, which is an aromatic amino acid rich in electrons. Well, I knew that Ebola was rich in cysteine, and the research at that time had shown that if the cysteine residues in viruses were oxidized, the viruses lost infectivity. I said, wow, I've got a perfect weapon for Ebola. I decided to go. We actually got a personal invitation from the president of Sierra Leone, and I recruited a friend of mine to go, who at first said, Rowan, you're out of your mind. I'm not going. 
I said, fine, I'll go, I'll do your method. And he thought about it for a moment and he said, you're not getting all the credit, I'm going too. So he, he went and we taught and it worked. Now Ebola is known <clears throat> and other viruses <clears throat> for having a lot of thiol groups, that's SH, in cysteine, the amino acid in its residues. And it needs those to attach to the cell and open the cookie jar. And if it doesn't, if those thiol groups, the sulfur groups are oxidized, instead of having fingers like this to open the cookie jar, they're oxidized, they're chopped. And now I can't open the cookie jar. COVID spike proteins, which it uses to enter the cell, analogous to these fingers, are rich in cysteine and tryptophan, the two most vulnerable amino acids to ozone. The, so this is called oxidation reduction. If you increase the oxidation potential, meaning grabbing electrons, that's what oxidation is, is grabbing electrons, you chop those amino acids, they're no longer functional, you inactivate the virus, which is really a big plus, because now you have virus particles in you that your immune system can see and build an immunity to, but they don't have the fingers to open the door to get into your cell. And boy, this really works fast. In colds and flus, it worked with Ebola. And last night, finally, just in time for your show, Dr. Royal. Perfect. I, I had my first test positive COVID patient come to the office with symptoms. And he had risk factors. He's obese, diabetes, and he was sick, not super sick. And I waited till after hours, everybody was gone. I treated him myself and I decided to do a high dose ozone on him, which is what I typically do for Lyme disease. And before the treatment was over, he said to me, oh my God, I feel better. And after taking the needle out, this is in about an hour treatment, I said, how are you doing? He said, I feel well. I don't feel like I'm sick at all. And he left feeling perfectly well. I called him this morning and he said, he slipped a bit. Now when he takes a deep breath, the, the, a little bit of chest tightness comes back, but he rated six points improvement on a scale of 10 for one treatment. And hopefully that's all he's going to need. I am going to, I am doing also what I'm going to call the Brownstein protocol on him. You know him, David Brownstein uh, was a lead author in a, in a publication coming out within a couple weeks on the use of nutraceuticals for COVID and when you need it, oxidation as well. 107 patients with COVID, uh, they only got 33 tests done. 34 tests, 27 were positive. So you can extrapolate and say out of the 107, probably about 90 would have been positive. And he did iodine, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C. And then if they needed it, nebulized peroxide and intramuscular ozone, none of them died. And only one of them after treatment went on to need hospitalization. Well, we need more treatments like that. That's for yeah. sure. I like what you said about ozone because it does break down to oxygen and then 
uh, an oxygen radical. And so some people believe that ozone only lasts very quickly, uh, not only in the air, in the water, but even once it's been infused into the body. You mentioned something called ozonides that can last for uh, weeks uh, to a month or, or more. I think that's very important. And I think that gives a whole new perspective to the use of ozone on the treatment of patients. Yeah, the ozone itself is gone in a flash. It's believed to last microseconds when you, once you administer it to the body. But then you get these downstream oxidants. They're not as powerful as ozone, but they last a longer time, and they're cellular messengers. So these are molecules that cells use to talk to each other, and that's what helps do the good work and modulate the immune system. And they last much longer. So a single ozone treatment will last quite a while. The other thing I like about it, this is a natural approach for which there are no real side effects, obviously, for using oxygen in the treatment of patients as opposed to drugs. Now, in, involving the patient you treated yesterday, you know, one of the things that we want to confirm is that we are headed in the right direction. So when we do testing in our patients, because we do treatment for cancer in our clinic, but uh, the opposite, the polar opposite of what conventional medicine does. We're trying to enhance their immune yes. function to recognize and eliminate cancer, whereas modern medicine is simply trying to kill cancer and often kills the patient in the process. More often and than not, in my opinion. More often than not. And we've talked about that on, on, on this show and ex have expressed some concern for some of the patients that were in a weakened uh, immune deficiency state, and yet the oncologists wanted to increase their chemotherapy dose when we were asking for it to be decreased. But the important thing is to be able to give objective uh, evidence to the patient, letting them know that they're also on the right track. So for example, one of the things that we see with our cancer patients, you probably know about this, is the nagalase. So we check nagalase, and as long as what we're doing is helping to lower that to get the point where the immune system can now overcome the smoke screen, so to speak, that cancer or virus is using to evade the immune system, we know we're headed in the right direction and we, we can stay the course. So objective evidence is very important. And I'm sure you, not just objective evidence, because uh, obviously the patients that you treated in Africa with Ebola who recovered, there may have may or may not some objective evidence, but we also have clinical evidence. Obviously, the patient is feeling better, and you and I both know that medicine is actually more art than science. <laughs> yes, it really is. And your viewer needs to know this. They keep talking about evidence-based medicine, and they chop us alive because they want evidence-based medicine, but this is how it's done. You have 10 people with headaches. You give five of them some chemical that leaves residue. Five of them don't get anything. It's placebo. And if that beats the placebo, then it's declared effective for the headache. Now, from our perspective, we're going to take a detailed history to find out what is causing that headache. The diagnosis is not a headache. Maybe it's mercury poisoning. Maybe it's a root canal. Maybe yeah, hold, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Dr. Okay. Dan Royal, and you're listening to Royal Tree. My guest today is Dr. Robert Rowan. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're back again. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, and thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the second half of our program. You're listening to the Royal Chief. Now, remember, if you have a question for me, Dr. Dan, the medicine man, feel free to email me directly at droyal at thbclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, 
R-O-Y-A-L at THB for Turtle Healing Band Clinic dot com or just call us directly at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Well, we're talking with Dr. Robert Rowan and before the break we had mentioned that we were talking about the comparison of, well, let's say alternative medicine to conventional medicine, but that medicine is more art than science, and you were using headaches or a headache control to explain that, Dr. Rowan. Right. If you go to a doctor and you say, I have a headache, you're going to get a pill? You're going to get a painkiller. That's what's done. Or an NSAID drug, non-serial anti-inflammatory drug. You go to somebody like Dr. Royal or me, and we're going to evaluate you for what is the cause of that headache. And maybe it's a food that you ate. Maybe it's a trauma that your body went through. Maybe it's a scar on your body disturbing, inner, disturbing energy fields. Maybe it's a root canal. Maybe it's TMJ. It's not an inborn deficiency of some petrochemical pharmaceutical. That's guaranteed. That's not what it is. There is a cause. Same thing with autoimmune disease, inflammatory conditions. You're not born with a deficiency of some chemical. And that's all pharma is, is giving you synthetic chemicals. Ozone is made by the body. That was discovered by Scripps in 2003. So it is a natural compound. And the only residue it leaves behind is oxygen. And the oxygen then can burn to carbon dioxide and water. Those are the residues. Well, I'm breathing off the carbon dioxide and I'm breathing out the water or I just pee it out. So that's the, if there's any residue from ozone, that's what you've got. But the integrative physician is, is going to analyze you to try his best or her best to determine what is the cause of your symptoms and not just describe your illness as, say, rheumatoid arthritis. That's only a description. It, uh, it tells you nothing about the cause. Yeah, I agree. We are always looking to help find the underlying cause. That's probably the biggest complaint that patients have who come to us who have decided to give up on conventional medicine because the name of the game for them is the name. Once they have the name, they go to the cookbook, they give you the recommended drugs, and they only have one option. That is the petrochemicals you mentioned. We call them drugs or pharmaceutical medicines. And they have side effects. Now, the nice thing about what we use in alternative medicine is they have direct effects, which is different. They do not have side effects. It's not something unnatural being converted to something else unnatural that has a downside. So, for example, I had a patient in my office uh, this last week. She's a 39-year-old woman. She has a few children. She has metastatic breast cancer that was diagnosed last summer. How did she get that? Well, you can probably guess she was on birth control for a number of years. Now, some people might be more susceptible to it than others because she seems fairly young to have this kind of disease. But the point is that when you're taking something like that, the downside is it's a cancer-causing agent. No one thinks this is going to happen to me, but yet it does. And when it does happen, guess what? There's no accountability in modern medicine because right. this is the standard by right. which we practice today. Agreed? Agreed, totally. You can kill somebody, you can injure somebody. It's just, quote, it's just a side effect of the drug and there's no accountability. Pharma skates. And one of the other things is, I, I, would, I don't know if, if you've stressed this to your audience, 
Pharma has to be an inferior form of medicine because you're giving chemicals that suppress. They're all antis, antidepressant, anti-acid, antibiotic. And what you said earlier is on point. You're giving something pro, something for the body to support the body. How can an inferior system of, of, of medicine survive? It can't survive on its merits. It can't survive in a free market. It can only survive if, it, if your politicians are bought out and you have laws that give the inferior method a monopoly. And that's what we're dealing with. Well, essentially, Big Pharma is the number one special interest in the world. And I guarantee if you check to see the donors on our congressman, you'll find that all of them are on the take from one or more big pharma sources. How could they otherwise have gotten laws passed that gives them immunity from right. product liability? <laughs> in this country, the United States, where we should have constitutional rights to protect against ourselves against those who do us harm, when in medicine we're supposed to do no harm. This is amazing to me that in this country, and you're right, this is supposed to be a free country, the government can forcibly vaccinate your children and there is no accountability to pharma for the, for the injury. It's well, a good, a, good, a good example of that is what happened last year. You can check it out on the internet with Dengvaxia. This is a vaccine that was funded by the, well, the philanthropic, how you said that, philanthropic organization, nonprofit organization, Bill and Melinda Gates. <laughs> They funded a company in France who developed this vaccine to allegedly protect children against dengue fever that they receive from mosquito bites, a virus. Now, the problem with vaccines is, well, it's not an exact science, and one size does not fit all. But the issue here was that this particular vaccine did not produce an adequate antibody response. And when that happens, you actually made the individual more susceptible to the virus, not less. And as a result, hundreds of children died and thousands were made more vulnerable. And was there any accountability? Zero. None. And did you know that if you got a flu vaccine ahead of getting exposed to COVID, your risk of COVID is much worse because your immune system has been altered unnaturally? This well, that's a, that's a good statement. I'm glad you mentioned that because there are actually studies that have been published showing this very fact that a flu vaccine lowers your immunity. And guess what? If you get it two years in a row, it lowers your immune system even more. And Hugh Feudenberg once told me that he felt if you got a flu vaccine five years in a row, it doubled your risk of Alzheimer's disease. Well, that's very interesting uh, that you would mention that as well. Um, the, I'm actually in the process of answering a question regarding the vaccines. And of course, you don't need a vaccine for the flu. Uh, reason number one is it has what's called antigenic drift. This means that every year, the vaccine is a different strain. So we're allegedly always behind the previous year's strain. So in a way it could work on the principle of similars like homeopathy. The issue is they also put other things in the vaccine that are not needed. Uh, last year, for example, they put multiple flu strains in, which seems to be the reason why, or one of the reasons why the Navajo Nation now leads the United States in COVID-19 deaths, that in combination with their high density 5G microwaving.
But they also put adjuvants in vaccines, and these adjuvants, such as aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde, and so forth, they are known to be cancer-causing agents. Now, the question is, well, what can I do for the flu to prevent it or to treat it? Well, the simplest thing, at least for my patients, is to take a homeopathic flu medicine. You take it once a week as a preventive. If you get the flu, then you take it every hour until you feel better. There's another way you can treat patients also preventively and and in the case of an active infection, that's using dilute hydrochloric acid. It's a little more aggressive, but it's very effective. Been around for 100 years. We do it frequently for our patients. Essentially, what we do is we give them some dilute hydrochloric acid, IV. Now, think about hydrochloric acid. It's in your stomach, and it kills things. It does the same thing in your bloodstream, like ozone. And then we use that to make an isote for the patient so they get an immediate and a delayed response. I had a patient in my office yesterday, been feeling bad for a week, had no energy, didn't want to exercise, along with some other symptoms. We used this treatment on him, and within an hour before he left the office, he was feeling well again. I like that. Let's give your patient, let's give your listeners something they can do at home so that they don't have to come to me and not even come to you. Home ozone. I put up, my wife and I made an hour video. It's at ozonewithoutborders.ngo. And for a $20 donation to the organization, not to me, they get to view this and they learn how to do home ozone. Rectal, ear insufflation, water, and for women, vaginal. And we discuss all these things and how to do it. And on our website, drrowandrsue.com, We have blogs on there on how you can do nebulized hydrogen peroxide at home. So these are things that people can do at home. I recommend everybody have a home ozone machine. I drink ozonized water every day. Almost every day I put ozone in my ears because I don't know what's going to come into my office. And I have my patients doing this and they absolutely love it. And for a single investment in a device, and you can get information on our website, um, we're not selling the devices, but we have information on a couple different companies, um, you can protect yourself and your family for a long period of time and avoid coming in to see me. And you, sorry, Dan, I don't mean to take away your business. Well, I like what you said. And when we come back from the break, I'm gonna have you give us that uh, website address again, because I have people who are actually very interested in this information and getting it out worldwide because God forbid they become infected with the so-called COVID-19 virus. What are they going to do for treatment? What if you can't leave your home? Well, you need to know how to treat yourself. And this sounds like the perfect vehicle. In fact, I'm sure it is. And as you mentioned, relatively affordable, easy to use, and perfectly safe. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to The Royal Treatment. My guest today is Dr. Robert Rowan, Ozone Expert. We're going to be right back after the break, but stay with us. We are back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening or continuing to listen to The Royal Treatment. I want to thank you for sticking with us. We're now in the fourth quarter of our show, and we've been talking today about ozone. Ozone for use in the clinic for the treatment of our patients, but also ozone that you can use at home to stay healthy and to treat and 
infection, if you're unable to get to your doctor, my guest today is Dr. Robert Rowan. He is the expert on this subject. So, Dr. Robert, take it away. Thank you very much. At our office website, Dr. Rowan, R-O-W-E-N-D-R-S-U-S-U.com, we have all kinds of information, including all the articles that I've published on ozone, and we have blogs on how to do ozone at home, especially and, and hydrogen peroxide. Please do not take hydrogen peroxide orally. There's a lot of stuff out there on that, but it can tear the hell out of your stomach. I don't recommend that. I believe that dilute hydrogen peroxide, the way we've described it on our website, is safe. I haven't had any complaints when you use uh, nebulized peroxide in the concentration of 0.03 to even 0.1%. If you push it beyond, say, 0.5%, we've had some people tell me that they've felt some issues in their lungs. Um, well, I'd like to mention that we have also, over the years, used hydrogen peroxide IV. We find actually it works best and safest if we take the blood out and then we infuse hydrogen peroxide, give it back to the patient. We really like the treatment where we do that in combination with ultraviolet light. Of course, you could also take the blood out and simply oxygenate it with ozone. And I would like to mention that I do use ozone at home every day as part of my daily routine. I love it. And yes, we used to use hydrogen peroxide intravenously. We scarcely do it now because if you give hydrogen peroxide directly in the vein, it can sclerose the vein. And that's why we take the blood out first. But yes, yes good, good point. I had a patient here the other day that that happened to. Uh, I won't mention where it happened. It was in the Midwest, but it happened within the last month, in fact. So we don't, we don't do that. And in fact, I don't do a lot of intravenous vitamin C for the same reason. Vitamin C can also sclerose veins. I like ozone and I like taking the blood out, treating it and giving it back. And you can do the same thing with peroxide. And we also do ultraviolet. And by the way, Dr. Dan, I have an original knot machine, circa 1958. Oh, nice. And it is phenomenal. It works great, but you don't need that machine. So yes, we'll take some blood out, we'll ozonate it or put peroxide in it, run it through the ultraviolet. And all of these, all of these filter down like a Y to a common denominator. That's increased oxygen delivery. Uh, it upregulates a, a, a genetic pathway called NRF2. And that is an anti-aging pathway. It upregulates antioxidant enzymes. So while you're giving oxidants and you think you're hurting somebody with pro-oxidants, no, you're not. You're building muscle. You're causing the body to respond. It's called conditioning. And yes, good point. Good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thank you. That's what we're doing with this stuff, you know. Um, when you want to build muscle, you pump iron. And yes, you get sore, but the muscle gets bigger and you build, you, you, you pump iron. That's what we're doing with ozone. It's a controlled stress to your body. That it's a, so you get an adaptive response. Ozone is the principal therapy within our office. But like Dr. Dan, I'm a nutritionist. I do a lot of work with nutrients, nutraceuticals. <clears throat> Dr. Dan is an expert in homeopathy, far better than I am, and he offers that. In addition, we have some homeopathics, but all of these things are designed to get your body to do what the creator designed it to do, which is to repair itself, fight infection, and heal. 
And that's the, that's the difference between pharmaceutical medicine and this medicine. Pharmaceutical medicine gives you a chemical to suppress symptoms. This medicine gives your body what it needs to repair itself and heal. Right. And the way I explain to my patients is when we're prescribing things for you to take at home, this is not because you're necessarily sick, but it's because you are taking time to invest in your health. I mean, you invest in our health every day. Take it seriously. If you believe in God, then your life is a gift from God. You need to be grateful for it every day. You're blessed to live on this planet and enjoy another day of being here. I agree. Yeah. And, and God, if you, I'm not a Bible thumper. But even Genesis says uh, in, in, verse, in, in four, Genesis 4, God says, Behold, I have given you every fruit-bearing tree and seed and herb, and for you it shall be food. So we're actually told that in the early religious texts, that we should be extracting our medicines and healing from our food. And that's what we're trying to do here. And what we're trying to do with this program and with our patients is to empower people with information they can use to make better informed healthcare decisions. Because when you go to your conventional medical doctor, this is their weak spot or blind spot. They are not able to tell you, the patient, how to be healthy. You have to take matters into your own hands, <laughs> find sources that you trust, find doctors who specialize in this approach to treatment of medicine, such as Dr. Robert Rowan or myself, Dr. Dan Royal. This is what we do and have been doing for decades. You might remember, Robert, there were some years ago, you and I were in Germany together and we attended a SANUM uh, workshop where we were taught how to use a dark field microscope yes. to diagnose the pleomorphism in the blood. Now, I don't know if you still use those um, biologics, homeopathic biologics, because the FDA ran the SANUM company out of the United States, but it's the only company in the world who makes medicines, going back to 1930s, that are designed to help put the body, at least homeopathically, back into homeostasis by treating this life cycle that when it is out of balance, it becomes pathogenic. We need to get it back to symbiosis. Exactly. Well, the, you know, speaking about the FDA, they ran out that company, they ran out Heal, they ran out of almost everything, and there was no injuries. And now they're trying to run out compounding pharmacies so we can't even get bioidentical hormones. All women might be left with is pregnant mare horse piss and progestin, synthetic uh, progesterone. It's not progesterone, it's synthetic. And these are, very, these are toxic. And that's where we're going with this. Follow the money trail. Right. In fact, last week we had our guest on the program. It was Dr. Michael Platt, who is an expert in the use of natural hormones, in this case, progesterone, which we use in our practice for our patients and even for ourselves. So, for example, if you're having a headache, because progesterone actually lowers your adrenaline, which has become a problem in our society, we've overly stressed and there are so many clinical conditions caused by hyperadrenaline, hyperadrenaline, hyperadrenalism, you can lower that by using progesterone. You can put it on your face to get rid of a headache, put it in the back of your neck to get rid of vertigo, and so on and so forth. Those are natural hormones. They're not chemicals. They can't be patented. And the problem with ozone is it can't be patented. 
That's the issue. Follow the money trail. If ozone could be patented, it would be plastered on every billboard everywhere in the country because to me, it is the ultimate healer. It, ozone, and this is my quote, Dan, ozone does more for more medical conditions than anything I have ever seen in my medical career combined except proper nutrition, detoxification, and dealing with stress. Excellent, excellent. Well, that is a very interesting approach to the treatment of disease using a natural product, but particularly oxygen that we breathe. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I recently had a patient who had a TIA. You know what that is. It's a transient ischemic uh, uh, event and or mini-stroke. So she had a brain angiogram. Now, the brain angiogram showed that she had atrophy, which is shrinking of the brain. Interestingly enough, she asked me the question, well, what can I do for that? And believe it or not, there's only one thing that we know that can actually, well, treat and or reverse that condition. Do you know what it is? Oxygen? Well, you are very close. What the, the standard answer is exercise, which includes increasing oxygen and blood flow to the brain. Now, <clears throat> The concern we have with all the people who are currently walking around wearing masks and breathing their own CO2 is it they have the opposite effect. Yeah. And I'm watching people on the trail with masks on. It's unbelievable. You know, inhibiting their oxygen exchange. But yeah, I guess I hit it pretty right. Oxygen and exercise is going to improve circulation, bring more oxygen to every part of the body. That's, to me, exercise is a nutrient. Sunlight is a nutrient. We need this. The body needs these things to function. And I concentrate on when somebody comes to see me, the first thing is nutrition, toxins, stress. Then we look, we look at exercise, getting sunlight. Genetics is way down on the list. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes, I do. Absolutely. 100%. Everybody likes to point at genetics. It's, it, genetics is mostly, unless you have a break in your DNA, genetics is mostly governed by what's called epigenetics. And here's a keyboard. This is the epigenetics of my computer. I'm here epigenetically working on the DNA in my computer. And that's what you have to deal with in terms of your diet and toxins so that the epigenetics don't destroy your DNA function. Well, I want to thank you for those comments. And I want to thank you for being with us here today. A very interesting discussion on the subject of ozone, a very simple treatment protocol to use for our patients in the clinic and for yourself at home. Perfectly natural, breaks down to other natural products. Yes, sir. And also go to my YouTube channel, Robert Rowan, MD. Hundreds and hundreds of patients who've received ozone telling their story. Don't believe me, believe the patients. Thank you for that. We'll be back again next week for another episode of The Royal Treatment. Until then, my friends, may you all be well.